Nama Blonder is an architect and urban planner. We ask her about the Ford government's plan to build more housing and to build more multi-unit housing as well. Whether or not that helps Toronto get out of the idea that it's just for rich people, that there's haves and have-nots, and that missing middle that was talked about during the electoral campaign is less than it used to be going forward. Nama Blonder on 640 Toronto with us on Toronto Today. Yeah, well, you saw this yesterday, um, the Ford government introducing something called the More Homes Built Faster Act. That's five interesting words put together, but the concept is to get more homes for families built faster. Um, The Ontario Real Estate Agency's thrilled. They seem to be backing it. What do you see? Good, bad, indifferent? How do you view it? No, it's uh, what I love about it, that it tackles all sorts of, you know, scales and densities from the missing middle that we've been advocating for years to higher density rental, affordable housing. So, I, you know, they, they really listened and finding, finding NIMBYs and NIMBYism in, in general, which is one of the hardest challenges we were facing as an industry. And, and that's great. I'm glad you said that because everybody likes their space. But you and I have even talked about Toronto where you'd go and buy a condo 15 years ago. You got a great view of Lake Ontario and maybe you don't anticipate, although it's always a risk because there's a beautiful great lake right behind your condo that soon someone will build a condo in front of your condo and you won't see the lake anymore. But that's a thing in our city. Well, you know what you're describing, first of all, welcome to living in a city, <laughs> in right. a growing city. Uh, but what you're describing about that, you know, Lakeview, that, that is really, you know, that's not the, the majority of, of the cases. Usually the more typical one is like, I don't want anything in my neighborhood to change. Mm-hmm. I love my neighborhood. And, and all of it is legit. And now how do we work with communities to explain and, and work together that, you know, change is not necessarily bad. It brings new opportunities. And also, you know, you are the current residents and I'm here as an urban planner to advocate for the new residents who currently can't be around the table because they're not here yet. So uh, this is the more typical kind of not in my mm-hmm. backyard the thing that we really need to to deal with um and yeah and and your legislation really helps let's put it that way nama blonder's kind of to join us architect urban designer and planner on toronto today on 640 toronto um the numbers that people have documented and and chris spoke as a builder and he tweeted this out toronto's housing completions target will be 285,000 units over the next decade so about 28,500 For context, he writes, we've historically averaged about 20,000 per year. I know this looks really ambitious to people that don't follow the housing game, and you do, but it's not that many more. We're asking asking to build 8,500 more units per year in the city of Toronto proper. I think that's achievable, don't you? Um, Well, if we are approving 20,000, so that is 10 times. Yeah, no, no, no. Over, oh, over the over the next yeah, yeah, decade, yeah, yeah, yeah. over the next decade yes, by twenty thirty one. So they want twenty eight thousand five hundred a year. We usually do twenty thousand a year, so it's eighty five hundred more a year. Sorry for that clarification. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Perfect, perfect. Uh, yes, I mean, again, Toronto is. I always say when when Toronto is growing because when we talk about immigration immigrants and newcomers are coming to Toronto, and I'm one of them. Okay, so I'm I, I'm okay to say that. People are less likely to hear about Oakville, Mississauga, Hamilton before they're moving to Toronto. So Toronto will probably have an increased pressure uh, beyond that target. But the point is, is that that pressure needs to be, you, you know, shared by other municipalities. So Mississauga, for example, you know, we just saw the census, the 2021 census. Mississauga declined. 
the population of Mississauga declined. And this is a city that is, you know, back, back uh, the first seat from, from Toronto. Um, so there's really a lot of pressure to grow that Mississauga and Brampton and Vaughan, they, they all have a, a, a share to play. Everything is so interconnected to how we've adapted and, and changed and responded to the last two and a half years, whether it's been working from home, whether it's been commuting, whatever it's been. So I'd ask you in the city proper, I see signs of a comeback, but I know in October 22, it doesn't feel like October of 2019 yet. And it may never feel that way again. What are do we need to keep pushing? The mayor says, I want more people working from offices. Companies are asking us to do that as well. I I love it. That's me. I love seeing faces. I love being in on the ground floor of a workplace, but not everybody does based on their situation. Do we need more people to feel like I do about it to to get rid of that missing middle and bring more people back? Because we've got a pretty big housing bubble in the city right now. We can't have vacant uh, condominiums and we we can't have vacant office buildings. I think it's just a moment in time. At the end of the day, the suburbs cannot compete with the city, not not with a big, you know, mm-hmm. uh, livable, vibrant city like Toronto. You know, I know we're not 2019, 2022. Eventually, it, it will come back, if not, you know, stronger, stronger than ever. Again, the suburbs can compete with with the city with all the things that the city has to offer. So it's not so much about just you know working from the office or working from home. That could have you know, changed forever. But the opportunities that you have here in Toronto, and it was part of the mayor uh, campaign and the mayor you know um, speech uh, two days ago. Toronto is a city of opportunity and it will continue to be so. And I I am not, maybe I'm optimistic in nature, but I am not afraid of of the city's uh, future. Well, I like hearing that. That, That's encouraging. That makes my morning. That's encouraging to me. I'd ask you this about um, building is going to, uh, as well, you mentioned the NIMBYs and building and the announcement yesterday brought people out saying, well, that this is going to affect the environment. And I thought about it and I'm like, of course, you know, we've got valuable wetlands. We've got, you know, places that mayors try and protect and city councils try and protect. But progress does mean that, you know, maybe there will be less green space in certain areas. We all might look in our own subdivisions and say, that used to be farmland, but now it's apartment buildings. I guess we we really can't have one without the other. You can't ask for homes to be built that are affordable for people to live in and say, but don't build anything. Those 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 two things don't intersect. But what? It, thank you for bringing that up. I think that is probably the most important thing you can cover all morning. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this saying: if you love nature, don't live in it. We need to grow inwards. What and also that uh, bill from yesterday. We need to find way to intensify, you know, parts of it is very gentle uh, in a very gentle way, but use land that is already used for residential. The only formula that is being changed is that single family home. So that formula of one family on one property. Now the province is saying three families on one property. That is a much more sustainable numbers because before then that formula of one family on one lot, I don't know how those numbers work. Like we're continuing to grow in a single family home. That is the problem. That is the way that you, you know, take more and more uh, green land and convert it to, to homes now. And it's much more, you know, um, urban to say we have land, we are not using it efficiently. 
that single family home forever is not a, a, a sustainable way to grow. We're going to use the same land to accommodate more families. So it used to be one family per one lot, that single family home. Now it's three families. It, you could have three units uh, per per. In, in every property, in every lot, uh, yeah. including those stable neighborhoods, which is a term that, you know, that, that's <laughs> right. That's right. Hey, I loved having you on this morning. I always enjoy our conversations and your perspective. Uh, smart people saying smart things. Nama, thanks so much for coming on this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Nama Blonder, uh, architect, urban designer and planner, co-founder of Smart Density.